0: Well, good evening, everyone. Yes, it's Michelle Hughes, and I want to welcome you all tonight to Destiny Moments, and I pray that when you leave here, you'll leave here with some thoughts and with a message that will change your life. I just want to thank you again for joining me tonight, and I pray again that when you leave, you'll leave with inspiration, instructions, in allowing the Lord to speak to you concerning your life I believe this is the hardest part for most people That is allowing God to direct your footsteps Yes, it is going to take some work from you And that is you must listen and then you must act You heard me Act, A-C-T I have been so motivated after listening to Minister Corey Jakes and my dear pastor, Bishop DTD Jakes. Cora did Bible study yesterday, which was Wednesday, and I was on YouTube and Bishop Jakes was using the same scripture that Minister Cora Jakes used during Bible study yesterday and the scripture they both used was Psalms 23 and they both taught from two perspectives that motivated you to think about your life Minister Cora Jakes taught on the power, purpose and plan while understanding the meaning of God And Bishop T.D. Jake spoke on Let it go Thank you for a powerful word That is truly working in my spirit tonight As I speak And Live your life Stop fighting Is my title I'm going to say it again Live your life Stop fighting is my title. And my scripture reference is what they both use with Psalms 23. Let's read Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. runs over. Surely, 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 goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. What a word they speak to. Them scriptures speak to you. They speak to your spirit. And I was talking with a co-worker today and who was interpreting Well, whose interpretation of God is Allah? Well, Allah means God. But without the unforeseen sin of Adam and Eve, eating of that forbidden tree is the reason why sin is in the earth today. This is why Jesus went to the cross and had to shed his blood. For the forgiveness of our sins in Romans 10, 9 through 13. Let's read that. And it says here that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Let's read that again. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between the Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For who? Ever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. No qualms about that. Whoever calls on his name shall be saved. Praise the Lord. And I thank God that all you have to do is confess him into your life. Now, this is how you get saved, what I just read, Romans 10 9 through 13. But you must ask God into your life by believing in your heart. This seems to be the hardest thing for most people to do. I think it's because it is so easy until we complicate it by telling people all that you must do. For example, you can't wear makeup. Women can't wear pants. You only can eat certain foods. And the list goes on and on and on. And, and, and this is where the confusion comes in. Because when we read Romans 10, 9, and 13, it's so it's so simple. It just says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And what? You are saved. That's it. Now, I, I want to read some more from um, 1 John 1 and 9. I'm going to read from the King James Version. It says this. So I want to get into the sin part so you understand. Because, you know, Romans 10 doesn't say really about sins. But there are scriptures that talks about sin. So, again, 1 John 1 and 9 says from the King James um, Version. It says, This way... Concerning your sins. If we confess our sins. He is faithful. And just. To forgive us our sins. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now I'm going to read 1 John 1 and 9 from the NIV. The New International Version. It says it this way. If we confess our sins. He is faithful and just. And just. And will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I, I just want to share the importance of salvation. And this is how you go from the old you to the new you. You know, I can remember I was um, on a high for a whole year when I confessed Christ into my life. And I had a boyfriend at that time and who grew up in holiness, you know, people know about sanctified people. They used to call them, you know, and, but he wasn't living a saved lifestyle when we were going together. And I recall breaking up with him because I wanted to see if this worked well, it's been over 45 plus years and yes, it works. Salvation works. You have to desire it to work in your life. You must give it a try And you know when I got saved back then I was in my 20s And my pastor at that time was George Pastor George Bogo, And he said go back and tell All your family and friends You are saved Oh my God (laughs) And you know I took him at his word And I told him and I ran into some challenges And some responses that Was determined But I, I should say, was determined to give salvation a try. No matter what the people were, you know, asking me, what was I doing? Why was I getting saved? You know, and, you know, I let them know that my lifestyle was beginning to was going to change. I was not going to be out there partying and, and, you know, I knew some things was going to begin to change. And that was the best decision I could have ever made for my life. I came out of the world. And started learning how to live a new lifestyle. I did it by faithfully going to church on Sundays, Bible studies during the week and any services that they had teaching the word of God. I was only in my 20s, but I had a thirst after wanting to learn about God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and of course the Bible. I mean, I had tunnel vision and this is how and why God called me into the ministry to teach others that I have learned and still learning. On a daily basis I don't think you ever stop Growing and, and learning The Holy Spirit is always Taking you to new heights And you know Challenging you to even go Higher in the things of God And, and then if you have a pastor In your life You know they're going to keep you On that right road Road Also through the, the word That they're teaching you with And you know just like how You come back every week And you're hearing a word That's challenging you To grow in the things of God That's what we do here and, you know, I thank God for my bishop, T.D. Jakes, because, you know, he has really been an inspiration in my life and, you know, challenging me and asking me questions. And I believe that you need that. And that's what I try to do to you guys, you know, challenge you, ask you questions and, and, and let you understand that there is life living a safe lifestyle. It, it doesn't get old. It never gets old. It's always things that you can always learn from other people. As I said this week when I heard... You know, uh, Minister Cora Jakes speaking yesterday, and she went through, you know, d- defining all the different words of God. And, you know, then I happened just to turn o- on YouTube and her father, I couldn't believe, was preaching the same from the same scripture. And I said, wow, God, you really want me to get this. And that's why I'm using Psalms 23 tonight. I, I just believe God will give you a hunger after righteousness. Well... I'm going to go back to Psalms 23 because that's what really uh, ministered to me from um, my pastor's daughter to to Bishop T.D. Jakes. I mean, they just really was I mean, he really both of them just really ministered to me yesterday. And so we're going to really go through Psalms 23 and I never really um, saw Psalms 23 the way they both interpreted the Bible yesterday, Psalms 23, and so I just want to go through it a little bit and, and kind of give you what I got from the work. You know, we get different things. Everybody listens differently and you get certain things from different people and you hear what the spirit is telling you at that moment. And I just really uh just want to start at verse one in Psalms 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And when you think about if the Lord is your shepherd, you don't have to want. He will meet all your needs. And when you when you you, you just don't know what to do, you still can cry out to him. I was telling the young man that today because he was just so hyper. Just so say, honey, you just going to have to calm down because, you know, he has a family, he has children now and. And he you could just see the, you know, just the you know, like uh, the things that he was challenged with because his wife was home, you know, she wasn't working, taking care of the kids. As he basically was a provider. And and you could see it in his face. And so I said, You you really have to learn how to trust God. He said, I know most people he's you know, he starts explaining to me that, you know, most people don't understand. If you don't have a family, you know, you don't understand what I'm like, well I don't have a a family, I don't have children, but it's just me. But I do understand what it means to trust God. Because it doesn't matter if you have a family or not, you're going to have needs and they're going to be things that will be thrust at you. And you're going to have to trust God. I don't care what your situation may be. And so I think we have to get to a point to respect one another. And I think sometimes people who are married, look at singles as if they got, you know, going on because it's just them. Well, sometimes it's worse because it's just you. You don't have a husband. You don't have anyone you can go to. You know, sometimes if you're married, you can go to maybe the family of, of the, of the woman or the of the father you know Or the husband so you know There are always Situations that you're going To be faced with but that's when Again you have to put your Trust in the Lord And remember that the Lord Is my shepherd I shall not want He makes me to lie down In green pastures He leads me besides The still waters he restores my soul. And when you know when he restores as your soul, it's like because now you've given your life to him. You ask him to be the Lord of your life. That's what Romans 10, um, 9 through 13 means. We think we just read the Bible and we just do it the way we want to. And that's how most people are living because you don't see the attitude change. Some people are still mean. They came into salvation with the same spirit and they didn't ask God to help them change. And somewhere you got to begin to say, Lord. I want and I thirst after righteousness. And that means I want to change. I'm tired of being that old person. And you need to look at yourself and say, have I changed? Because if you're still the same person you were when you came into righteousness, something's wrong with that. You're still doing the same things you did before you came to know God. Then you need to question um your salvation. That's what I would say. I ain't judging nobody, but you should. You need to ask God to help you to thirst after righteousness. And that's what he's saying. He says, restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name says he's leading you into righteousness. He's teaching you how to live differently from where you used to live. You desire to want to be more like him, more righteous. In verse four says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, you're going to go through some storms. You're gonna to go to like this young man's. Like he knows he's facing some storms. You know you might be facing some storms in your life. But what do you do? He says he. it as though I I I walk through the valley. He ain't say run. He say you walk. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I will fear no evil, for you are with me. When you know he's with you, you don't have to fear. Because you're giving it to Him. I had to learn this early on in my walk with God. Especially when I started pastoring. I had to learn. I can't change people. You know, you want to go into congregation, start changing people. They, You know, I was trying to be different. I was giving people my phone number. Man, them people would be calling me. And I say that's why they don't give. I can see why preachers don't give. Pastors don't give people they number. They just call you and worry you to no end. And so you can be different, but the difference doesn't mean the people gonna change it's just because you think you are going to be different. The people have to desire. Righteousness, And so I had to learn that when I was pastoring that, you know, they can't call me. Stop giving out your phone number because, you know, it was good. You know, I learned a lot. Um, I learned some of their lifestyles and things that I had never experienced, like homosexuality. Some of the men were homosexuals. And, you know, I had to learn about that lifestyle. And they taught me a lot. So I'm not, you know, begrudging giving my phone number out because I learned a lot about people. And the more you give, you know what I found, the more people will want from you. And so, somewhere you have to begin to say, you know, it, it's nothing wrong with helping people, but you need some private time too. And, you know, my phone number, no, I'm not giving my phone number out anymore because it doesn't help them. Because. Basically, they become more dependent upon you and less dependent upon God. And we who are ministers of the gospel, we want you to be more independent and leaning not on us. We are just vessels of God to teach you the word of God. But it's up to you to get it and thirst after righteousness and, and wanting to live a different lifestyle and only you. Can desire that we can teach you, but you must desire that. So I hope you're getting this tonight. Again, verse three He restores my soul, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4 Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It comforts you. That's what salvation does. It comforts you. You know, you can trust in him. You know, you can put your trust in him you can lean Upon him and no he doesn't Give you everything he doesn't tell You everything but that's why He have vessels and, and and they'll Teach you the word of God and Like I'm inspiring you tonight To, to understand the word Of God so that you can learn how To to thirst after righteousness I keep using that word thirst Because that's what it is you gotta have an Appetite it's almost like when you sit down To eat and it's a good dinner and you say Whoa, I can't wait to eat them ribs oh my my God, mashed potatoes and them grains. I can't wait to get my fork into that food. It's the same thing. You begin to thirst and you just hunger after wanting a different lifestyle. Let's go to verse five. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. See, your enemy think they be, you know, sending daggers out, telling people, you know, you know, hating on you and all that. You know, they don't understand that when you are, especially when you are chosen of God, you need to get your mouth off of those people. I've seen a lot of people put their mouth on men and women of God. I don't play with that. No, I don't. And when people start talking about men and women of God, I say, "No, you, you know, you know, I may not like certain things. I rather leave the ministry than to keep your mouth on a man and woman of God. You are cursing yourself because God has chosen their life, and you keep speaking evil." You're going to get things that you are not going to want. It's not God. God doesn't curse people, but you're doing it with your mouth. So if I don't leave nothing else, he said, you, he, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In other words, God's going to continue to use you no matter what they're saying about you. He's going to use you. and he, And then he says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And so when he anoints you with his oil, that's why sometimes, you know, in service, you know, we go through and anoint you with oil. You know, there's a reason for that. And that's what God does. He anoints us when he speaks into your life and he says you're called. We're all called and you know that. But some of us are anointed to preach the the word of God and to teach The word of God. So, you know, you can't take that away from a person. It's just like a school teacher. If you've been called to teach, you've been called to teach. Or if you've been called to be a beautician, you've been called to do people's hair. So there's no difference than somebody who's been called to be a minister. Don't shame the person because most times we didn't even want it. We don't even want that that position. But when you walk in the things of God, you understand it's not about you. It's about feeding God's people. And if you want to be a blessed man and woman, if you've been called to do the word of God by preaching the word of God or teaching the word of God, you have to do what God has called you and ordained you to do. Now, let's go to verse six. The last verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's why it's so important that you have a shepherd, that you have a place where you go and worship. You have a church home. It's really important to have a church home and to have a pastor. And I don't know how you grow without a pastor. Even pastors have pastors, because you can't do it all by yourself. And and we need each other. And so that's why and that's how you grow. And then you become envious of a person who seemingly you say, well, you know, they think they so much better. It's not that they think they so much better. They called to do what they've been called to do. So you're looking at them from an envious point of view, then understanding God is using their life to minister even to you. And so I thank God for the work he has done in my life. Thank God For all the men and women that God has brought into my life to pastor me because I could not have gone and could not have grown in the way I have grown to become the woman of God that I am today. And that's what I'm saying to you. You're going to look back at your life and see, wow, you know, I have really have grown and you grow. The more you eat of God's word, the more you get into his presence and ask him to lead and guide you. I always say, father, less of me and more of you, less of me and more of you. And the more you decrease, the more he can increase and lead and guide you. Well, I hope you have gained something from this message tonight because reading Psalms 23 and I'm not delivering it like my pastor and the way minister Corey Jakes ministered. We all have our own way of ministering God's word. And if you listen to both of those messages, they had their own way of delivering the message. And I got it from both of them to say I didn't know what I was going to minister on tonight, but I got up and start writing and he gave me the title and the rest is history. And so I thank God because the more you thirst after the righteousness, the more you want to feed God's people, the more you'll spend time listening to his voice and the more he will begin to speak to you and give you direction and guidance concerning your footsteps where, you, where you're going, where he's leading you. So, the more you read, the more your life will change. Be patient with yourself and watch God begin to order your footsteps. Well, I pray you will begin to seek the face of God. Well, you know what we do here. We keep it real. I'm going to see you next Thursday. And you all have a blessed evening and don't let anyone stop you from growing in the things of God. I hope you remember the title, live your life and stop fighting, stop fighting what God's doing in your life. Let him use you to his glory. Y'all have a blessed night.